A person could feel, if a person is a little bit of an elch, ernst, a boche, or ernst, a bentera, ernst, a mensch, he'll feel that he, his neshama is having, having an aliyah. When you daven good or you learn good, you're a good shmuiz, and you become impressed from it, you, you feel, you, you come out to feel the, the kedusha with the in there. And you feel the tumor going out. When the if a person has in his mind by reading books or by seeing things for some talented zen, about the main televisions, movies, the other zachen, if a person is mitzayer in his mind, midas rois, machshavis rois, or yikra b'svarim hanoiti midarachatero, if a person reads rachmanolatan svarim that are away from the terror, or romance stories, divrei cheshek, sipurei agovim, Dr. Amensh Filtach. The Mensch Filtach, if he's an Aaron's Mensch, if he's not a faker, he's honest with himself, he'll feel that his neshama is slowly but surely going away from the Oiro Emes. And slowly but surely, that's the time that his neshama is going Mata Mata, Rahman al Islam. It begins at the Mice, the Tayelis of Mice, and it's time we have Mice for entertainment. The Tayelis is as all up as all bringing the Mensch up as all nented to. Even if he's not holding by these madregas, the fact that he would like to be holding by those madregas, or he would, or he admires the the, the maizah from the tzaddikim, those alayin is a grace to tell us. Those are the guys to tell us when the other maizah signs.
Chaskel also writes like that in Marvitzei Tera Musa. In the Sefer Marvitzei Tera Musa, Chelak Dalad, he brings down that Rivalt has developed is uh, the Olam HaMaisa. Olam HaMaisa. This Velt is Olam HaMaisa. But that's the son. Your Neshama already learned Kol HaTera Kula. What's it doing here? It's here only to to learn, to have a goof. And, 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 and while having a goof, no, it's brought down here in a goof to be able to withstand the shyness of having a goof and being the Olam HaMaiser and Thomas Medavton. So, Mamela, if a person reads a Maiser, here's a Maiser, that's his Sayyidus. For the man to learn a Mishalandish, even if he doesn't become exactly where the mice is. And he said that as he states, and he said that he said Svarim. But that's the mile from the all from the all Svarim. But we're talking about mice. We're talking about mice from a Mishul Migre. Most of you never heard of him. But in both heaven, we're going to give him a bissel, and then we'll see what else, whatever the time is left. Ramishul Migra, he given, uh, how should we say, Ramishul Migra, the only way that you have a shaykh in Ramishul Migra is because you know his Talmidim, some of his Talmidim. The Ktsayis HaKhoshen, the Nesibis, and the Gedele Mazelcha. These were Talmidim to some degree of Ramishul Migra. Rabbah Zechat Tadik Levrocha used to say over the following Maitzah from Ramishul Migra. The teacher Bnei Tera, he must have two gains to learn in Tera. As Tera is, is the open amelus of Tera. That's what we're here for. Doctor Azeh, Doctor Baron, he was organized. There were two sechrim, two business people that came to the city of Tizminitz. That's where the Rabbi Shulam Migra was the rav in Tizminitz. And they came to a business convention. They came to a Yerid, a business convention, a business fair. And they had a Shaila, but in a gay moment, it's Dini Chayshim Mishpat. They had a Shaila. So somebody there said they should go to ask the Rav of the town, Rav Mishulam Igra. The Rav of Tizminitz. They went to Rav Mishulam Igra to ask him the Shaila. And he said that this is a Ashwara Shaila. They are Ashwara Shaila. It's impossible for me to enter the Shaila immediately. You have to come back a day later and I'll give you a psak. These business people had in mind to go back to where they came from. So they didn't want to wait. And they, they didn't tell the Rav that they're leaving. They just left. And they went to their town where they come from. And they went to the Rav of their town and asked them the same Shaila. He also said it to Shvera Shaila. But he said, wait in this room. And we'll go in another room. It'll try to tutor the Shaila. And he'll, when he's finished, he'll come back with the sack. So he told him to wait in the waiting room. But this rub, so he couldn't enter the Shaila. They asked Shvera Shaila. It wasn't shy for him to enter the Shaila. So he went to the other room. And his uncle Fangen Vayner, he started crying that the Rebishter should help him. Because... These Balabatim don't realize that it's Amsa Shvera Shaila. And if he can't answer the Shaila, then Achilla Lashem, they'll think that he doesn't know how to learn. 
So he understood that this is a simum in Hashemayim, and that the tshuva to the shalom was in them sefer. The kids say he opened up the sefer, he was ma'ayin in the sefer, and he found b'siyata d'shmayi d'psak. And he came out and told the two business people that were waiting in the waiting room the psak. Shep, how's the fine? When they went back to Tizminitz for a business, for a vaita for business, so I'll covered for a mishula migra, but they were there a while back, and they didn't wait for the psak. So they wanted to unshoot it, they wanted to apologize for not waiting, because they had to go back to their town. And they asked him if he found an answer to the tshuva, which, uh, which they asked him uh, several months ago. The kids, uh, he said, yeah, he found a psak for the tshuva. And he said over the exact same psak as the robe of their town, Paskin. And they, they couldn't help the kind. They wanted to show that their rov in town is a great bench. And they said that the rov in their town, Paskin the Shaila, while they were waiting in the waiting room, small amount of time, he went to an inner room, and he came out with the psak. When Rabbi Shulam Igra heard this, he was full of his pilots, and he said that he wants to become a Talmud of that rov. He doesn't know who the rov is, but he wants to become a Talmud of that rov. If he could answer this Shaila so fast, then he's ready to become a Talmud of that rov. Immediately, he got a, a, a wagon, and he traveled to their town to become a Talmud of the Rav. He kids said, the Rav, when he saw that Rav Meshulam Iger was coming to him, was shocked. Rav Meshulam Iger went to Godel Ador. He couldn't believe it. Rav Meshulam Iger, the Chavayda Be'atma, is going to come and say, Kitsa Ramaita, Rav Meshulam Iger says, I'm here because I want to become your Talmud. The guy almost fainted, Pashtaita. We can say, as I said, the Godel Ador comes to them, Rav, which can be the Rav. And I will wear an Atalmud Zainer. So the Rav didn't understand what's going on. He said, I can't, I can't believe what you're saying. Well, what's going on here? So Rav Meshulam Iger says, over the Meister, that the two businesslike came to him with a Shaila, and he couldn't enter the Shaila right away. He told him to come back a day later. They didn't come back a day later. And he heard that they went to, he heard that, the, that they went to you, he says to the Rav, and you were able to pass in the Shaila without them, uh, without a day's wait. While they're waiting in the waiting room, he was able to enter the Shaila. So he asked him, if you can answer such a shayla, as will it be in your Talmud? So the Rav says that he didn't answer the shayla because of Baal-Azgivan, as a great Talmud Chochem. He went into the inner room, if he can't answer the shayla because they don't feel it's a big shayla. So Mamele, he was misspelled to the Rebishtun, as a Beicha given, as a given for the Rebishtun, and he saw a safer that was in the bookcase, and he said, after that, he made it to the Shana, and the ganze Meister had passed in the din. So Rabbi Shulam Iger says, "Azoi, I couldn't talk." Veinin kenech oichet, above teira mudman horavin. He wasn't interested in talking to him anymore. Finished. He walked out. He says, "To cry, I can cry just as good as you." He says, "I'm not interested in crying. I'm not interested in these achim." But to learn in teira, gafmin horavin. Metanish gzuchin can 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 shortcuts of 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 learning teira. The melech are very good. Rabban flaked alam olib zog and demaiser. So Weizen, what's his hate? Rameshulam Igra? Rameshulam Igra zokt, Veinin kenechoichet. He also could have done what he did. He also could have been misparallel as all this in the psaq. 
Maar dat is niet de tegen, wat de eeuwigste wil. Wat de eeuwigste wil, is tegen wat mijn hoofd is op hem. Is mijn mail is daar weggegangen. Rabbanen dat zou, used to push it, make a, he make a party. But he, he was besimcha atzuma, when he understood a small line in the safe of Rabbi Shulam Migra. As they chosheb, we give Rabbi Shulam Migra by Rabbanen. How come the Rajva I can understand? I understand, I learn the Rajva, and I horrify the Rajva, I understand the Rajva. How come I can't understand what you write? What's up, chat? So then, is the Rebbe aggressive with the Rajva? Are you bigger than the Rajva? How could it be? I horrify the Rajva, and the Khashtay. And your words I can't understand. What's up, chat? So then, this is the Tifa with the Rajva. That's what the Nesiva says, the Rabbi Shulam Migra. Dr. Nate, Dr. Azeiz, Dr. Rabbi Shulam Migra. <coughs> Dr. Demis is, the Rajba versteht da nicht. The truth is, he says to the Nesivis, you don't understand the Rajba either. Because who could really understand the Rajba, we said after sein, the oimik kavona of the Rajba, we verstehen nicht. No, was? The Rajba, that he was able to write his words, he was able to put his words down in such a way that each person, according to his madrega, understands the Rajba. Aber ich habe nicht die Koyach. I don't have that koyach. I'm not like the Rajma. I don't have that koyach that I can write my words in such a way that everybody, according to the Madrega, will be able to understand me. In Mamele, a lot of people can't understand what's going on. Not with those words, we can't understand a bit of the Rajma, but that's the Gadlas from the Rajma. That he's able to write a perush that, yeah, the Reina, that's what they say in Rashi. That's what the Gadlas from Rashi. Of Rashi, Zakhm, that's noch mehr. That Rashi, that has that perush, that a child of six years old, seven years old, learned Rashi. And I have a senior outland Marashi, and a mitzvah outland Marashi, and I have a young man in the column, and I have a man in the All of them are all Marashi, and each person sees in Rashi the film of Regoste. So I will give a cook. So the hundred is for him of Rashi of Chumash. Just a Chumash, Rashi of Chumash, forget about Rashi and Zamora. There's hundreds of Swarim, so what you have upstairs, Oitzi Pirushim and Rashi, that's the Hakoinakai. There's hundreds, literally hundreds of Swarim and Rashi. We can then, as I say, a kind in Cheder and Rashi. Aber der Oime Kavone von Rashi, der Herr ist der Kavone von Rashi, kann keiner nicht verstehen. Von Rashi liegt größte Zeit, das größte Sache. Und das hat Rabbi Shulam Iger geantwortet. Das hat Rabbi Shulam Iger geantwortet auf, äh, auf die Scheile von den Nesivis. Ich kann mich vorstellen, wer das gewinnt Rabbi Shulam Iger. Als sie gewinnt, schwer vor den Nesivis zu verstehen, was sein Rebbe schreibt. I'm just looking up uh, 
You'll have to bear with me. I'm trying to find him. Was an Egea, was a Rabietzke, Zog, wegen Rashi. I do have a great, a great Chiddush. I think I said it over once before, but from that second, I'm a half wegen there, but I'm just a Ibezogen. This is, this is, was ewig gesagt geworden, from the Briskarov. The Briskarov said it over to one of the Zaydams, the Zaydams had ewig gesagt zu erzweiten, the Zaydams had ewig gesagt von der Größe der Russia. This is a famous Meister, I once said it before, but it's again, it's a Russian Zogan, yes. This is good that we just now said on Rashi. Briskarov sagt ewig gesagt, in the days of the Beisayship, Schwere Meister zu verstehen, aber Azeit Oedem, der Monum, der Briskelov, said the Meister. In the days of the Beisayshev, there was a person who was from the Gedolei as a man, in those days, the Beisayshev's time, Dana Given Greisa Gedolei, and he made a perush on Shas. This person who lived in the time of the Beisayshev made a perush on Shas, Api Kabola. Api Kabola. The Goyen Zoktach, as in Yedah Mishnah, Yedah Shtikl Gemorah, is of Shat Remez Drush Soid. What we have is, is, a, is a, one chalik of many different chalokim of pshat that there is in, in, in the Gemara. But I'll call upon him in the Gemara, 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 even in the halokha, the Gemara. Not only that, I got it, I got it to the Vada. Because this person made a perush on shas, a piece of the ganze shas, the ganze Gemara. The, the, the 36 of the the Gemara, of the Gemara. But when he finished the Chibur, he felt that it was too long. That the pages that he wrote will be too long. No one will have anything from it, no one will ever look into it. Who's going to look into it? So after he finished this great Chibur, spent many years on it, he, he made it Bikitza. He shortened it. Even after shortening it, he felt as a zayas zayas Very big chibur. People won't learn it. Kitzur myself. Afterwards, for whatever reason, I don't know. People will read it. I read. He he wrote the chibur in Roshet Tevis. That means he wrote everything in Roshet Tevis. The whole chibur he wrote for Roshet Tevis. So it was able to be much shorter. People could have it, and they knew that it's Roshet Tevis. Made of someone that read it had to read it in such a way where he understood that they will wash your tapers. When the Gedalim of the time looked at it, when you write with wash your you write two little strechelach at the end. You show it's a wash your two little lines at the end, and next to the last letter, that it's a wash your That was an abbreviation. From the Gedalim, Glyph on Gemer, at the time, that if you took out those two lines to show that it's wash your so the words that were written in this Sefer, which was a Sefer on Shas, al Kabbalah, was the exact same words as Rashi on Shas. The same words that Rashi writes, al Shad on Shas, the same exact words, and when they serve as a Rashi Tevis for other words, is a Perush on Shas, al Kabbalah. So what's the Pshat? So what's the Pshat? The Pshat is, Avadir, but Avada Rashi wrote it al pi halocha, al pi nigla. 
Rashi wrote his Peres al Finigua. No, Rashi is Machaven to have a Mitish Altera. As Machaven, the Mitish Altera, Al Finigua, is Muzain that everything drives with, with Kabbalah. The Rashi is Gata Bazundra Siata de Shmaya, that is words that he wrote. The Hal Kishun Gavam to go Hakaidish, Rishanam Gishim Bro Hakaidish. Rashi gave the rest of the Peres, the rest of the portion of the Tera. So, there's Siata de Shmaya. That is words. Mamish with the Russian, if you make from his words, uh, Russian Tavis, it's Mamish a Perish and Charles of Hikabo. But I'll put on a lot against the Rick Michel Migra. Shaita, as when Rabbi Michel Migra was a young child, there was a Psesudas Brit Miller. For one of the Choshiva uh, mentioned from Stott, there were a lot of Talmudic Hachomen by this bris, and he was nine years old, and uh, he was sitting and it uh, was like a Frelacher mood there. So he said in front of the Mitsubim, he was a stickle, a Dwena kind, not a guy that grazed the cup. So he wanted to show off a little bit, a kind. So he said that. No, no, he wasn't nine years old. I'm sorry, I, I got the story a little bit different. He's, he's already older. He was older. No, at this bris, he said, when I was nine years old, I was bucky and all the svarim, every sefer that the Pnei Yeshua wrote, the, 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 the Pnei Yeshua that we have, and the Shalas of and the Andres, every word that the Pnei Yeshua wrote, he was a bucky and at nine years old. So that when I was 12 years old, I could tell you every place, in Shas, where Rashi and Tesis argue. Zokter. And now, oh, so it says here, oh, I didn't look the Maisha before I'm telling you, now he was either 15 or 16. It's a Sophic here, and the Sefer, whether he was 15 or 16. Zokter, now, I can show you every place in the Shach, in his Perish and Shulchan Aruch, a mocker for everything he says from the Rishonim, to every Chiddush that he wrote. So they already couldn't, as they follow him, the Nishki Kent, when he called, they still, one of the Mesubans said, let's bring a Shach. So he says, don't bother, I'll read every word of the Shach. Because <laughs> he started saying the Shach, as much as they had time, from the beginning until the end, and he showed on each and every word of the Shach, a mock and Rishayna. And that's the Grenapella in the eyes of the Gedorim that were there. He was a teenager, 15, 16. He came to the Shach, God. says in the says that when he was around 12 years old <coughs> he had such a I mean that's a great koyach certain gedolim had this koyach to some degree but not the degree of Rabbi Shalom certain people we'll see later he did this with the Ketzai certain people have a koyach that after listening to another person speak and learning they able to understand how your mind works the Godel, this Godel Godel could understand how your mind works, and he could tell you what you would say on any given question. Your, your trend of thought, your mind, he understands how your mind works. So he said, when he was 12 years old, he was able to say over what each one of the Balayatistas would say on any given subject. Before he even looked at it, before he saw the sugya, 
He could say right away how to read with faith on this sugi and how to have an time with say on this sugi. That's what Gavin Zankoyach. And he said, when he was much older, he said, If Chasr Sholem Teira would be forgotten by Klai Yisrael, they shouldn't worry about it because he would bring everything back. The Emes is that the Goyen said it. But the Goyen said it a little bit more with a... He said it with the Shagasari. He said that if Chasr Sholem Teira would be Nishtakach from Klai Yisrael, that the Shagasari and I would bring back every single word of Teira. I'm not going in any specific order, I'm just going the way it's written by me, even though I should go in order the way it is from, from when he was young to when he's got older. But I'll call upon him again and say that we say Geshrim by me. Now, the Tzedek Sam Sefer felt that Mestamad Ach Mezogan Abrocha of the Mishulam Igra. Shetach Mezedim Goyna, the God of the door, Daf Nogmachan Abrocha. Tzedek Sam Sefer. It's not clear. It's all Yezog, it's not Yezog, and Mestamad Ach Mishulam Igra, it's not Yezog, and it's not Yezog. It means the great the God was the door to a special bracha. This bracha you made only when you see six hundred thousand yidin together. It's the same bracha you make on the God of the door. Mamishtik the Gresta, Chochem, Yisrael's Lashon is Chochem, Yisrael, Muflut, Bachochem, Mevorek, Borek, Chochem, Arozem. So some say in the two Shaitach, we Eshaim, the Bizman Azay in the Borek, Borek, Azu. and he said, Baruch so Rabbi Shalom Migra on the spot answered, I'll tell you why the Rambam doesn't bring it down. He says, because the Rambam only brings down halachas that are noyeg now, or will be noyeg glossed lovey. Korbonis. So he brings down korbonis. It's going to be noyeg glossed lovey. But, but something that's not noyeg now, and will never be noyeg later, the Rambam never brings down. So if the male is there, so if the now you can't make the bracha because there's no one around, and that madrega that you're allowed to make the bracha on. Everybody's going to be full of chokhmah, full of terror. So there's no mokham for this bracha. That's what the Rameshulam Higri answered on the spot. But if I'm safe, I answered back on the spot. Now I understand a different halacha. They didn't just sit there and quetch out three, four hours to figure out what to say. But the Rambam didn't bring down his special din in Baba Basra, you'll take a look in Baba Basra, Perik Beis Mishnah Zayin, 
It says, Marchik and Elon Sarak, you take a, a tree that doesn't produce fruit. It's not supposed to plant it next to a city 50 amas. It has to be more than 50 amas away from the city. You have to see, you'll take a look yourself and taste this yom He explains why. So the Rambam doesn't bring this halacha down. According to what you just now said, I understand why the Rambam doesn't bring it down. Because this halacha is not going to have to stop. And when will that be in When Mashiach comes. When Mashiach comes, there will be no such a thing as a tree that doesn't produce fruit. When the Rebbe created the world, those that were Bereshit in the ninth grade, raised as, as the Mephoshim Zogin, that there was no such a thing as a tree that doesn't produce fruit. Every tree produced fruit. Our latest, the Barberis, trees start producing fruit. It's a machlaikah, though. The Kliyaka went up. It's not a machlaikah. But I'll call upon him, Zogta Mamela, in the Miyushiv Darambam, because it's not going to be Nagaya then, because all all trees will produce fruit. So Mela's not Nagaya, that's Halacha. The kids. All right, next. One day, it wasn't a Shkodesh, it wasn't Shabbos, it wasn't somebody's yard it wasn't somebody's birthday of 70 years old or whatever. He made a big mishta. He made a big party. Made a party for all his uh, friends. They asked him, what's the party all about? What's the mishta? What's the suda? So he said, today he understood Ashtikel, that is Rebbe, that Mishul Migra told him 40 years ago. He says, now I first understood what he told me 40 years ago, that he made a big party. That's what he said before, that when he was nine years old, he was able to know all the Svarim of the Pnei Yeshua. That his father, his father, when a grace of Mensch, Abshimshin, when Azayan he once bowled him out that he doesn't look at the Pnei Yeshua. The father once bowled out his son, Rabbi Shulam that all the Lomdim are learning the Mishpnei Yeshua, and he doesn't look at the Sefer Pnei Yeshua. So he said, don't have no tainus on me that I don't look at it, because I know the Sefer from the beginning until the end. And it's like in my pocket, I don't have to look at it anymore, I know every single word. He was a builder kid when he was a kid, he used to jump on the tables. At nine years old, jump around the tables in the base medrash, and he used to walk around while he was jumping on the tables. He was saying every word of the Pnei Yeshua by heart. I said, "Given I'm in great, great, what do you call?" The Rav Gibrach that when Rabbi Shulam Migra was six years old, so the Baal Shem Tev was was then in the city of Buchach, and he saw. Mishul Migra was there as a young child and he saw this child among other children and the Baal Shem Tev looked at him and asked well, who is this child? Among all the children he asked who is this child? So they said that he's the son of Rab Shimshin. So the Baal Shem Tev said that this child is a Nayan Neshama Nishkai Neshama from 
that this child was, was never here. The neshama of this child was never here before. Allah Vaisendorf, that 99%, what are 99% of all neshamas that are here today, or, or in that time, in the Chnishkanai neshamas, the neshamas that were here before and different people, and they're all Gilgulim, everybody is a Gilgul of somebody else, and they're here to be Mesach and Averus. So it's the Vissan of the Baal Shem Tev that this child is a brand new neshama. So the Amol Trefser, that a Sadiq has its Chiyah, so the B'zana Avedat HaKodesh, to bring down a neshama chadosha to enlighten the world and to uh, to help Klai Yisrael. I'll take a doctor for Rabbi Shulam Yigad as Anayi Neshama. Mishulam Was uh, the, the talk of every all the gedolim at the time that such a child, such a young person, should be able to know so much Torah? Does not snitch my mouth. in that time, great gedolim. One was Rabbi Yitzchak Hamburger. That's what he was called. Rabbi Yitzchak Karowitz. Rabbi Yitzchak Hamburger. He was then from the gedolim Adol. And he also once came to hear a drasha of Rabbi Shulam Migra when he was young. When he heard this drasha coming out of the words of Rabbi Shulam Migra, who was a young boy then, he started talking to him and learning a little bit. He had some akash in the middle. The kid answered him back. Rabbi Shulam Migra answered him back, back and forth, forth and back. The kid said Rabbi Shulam Migra showed that he was right in everything he said. When he came home, this Rabbi Yitzchak Hamburger, when he came home, his wife realized that he's very depressed. This Rabbi Yitzchak Hamburg is very depressed. And she, she understood that the reason why he's depressed is that this young child was able to show that he knows more than him. <coughs> and she pulled him out, Stop, what do you have to go to start up with him? And, and, and this and that, and that, this. The kids are nicer. He said, I'm, I'm partially in a state of shock that I was able to see something that I would never believe if I didn't see it. That such a young child should be such a godl, such a going, such a amkin. His daughter was standing next to him. She was sitting next to him and he put his hand on her head, her oldest daughter, his oldest daughter, and he said, you should be to marry him. Should be zeichel to marry him or somebody like him. Amishulim, when he reached 13 years old, when he was 13 years old, he got married. Who did he marry? He married the daughter of a gvir, a great gvir, a great gvir from the city of Brody. And Kitzer, uh, he, he was zeichel to have him for a son-in-law. The only thing is that his daughter, after getting married with him, couldn't live with him. Because he was such a... As if I'm a little kid, Elshin de Gwen Zeyefrum, had gewaldige chassidus and kedusha. So the kids are amaita, she couldn't live with him anymore. She couldn't take it the life that she had with him. So she said that she wants to get. She can't live with him. Amalach, I can't live with him. Amishulam gave her a get. 
and he made a tonight with his father-in-law that his, his wife, that means his grusha, should get married to a Talmud Chacham. And Isaiah is given that, the, that his wife, his, his ex-wife married a grace of Talmud Chacham. Grace of Mechabah from Grace of Sodom. The kids, uh, with the Ganser Shtorot, when they saw that they, that they had a get to were all shocked. So they asked the, the father-in-law, Yesen Rab Shmuel, what happened? How could you allow such a thing? We all gave him a get. So he says, What's up, Tal? The Gemara is a halik. The Gemara is full of Tidusha and Tyra. But we can't live with the Gemara. My daughter can't live with the Gemara. The kids are Rabbaita. The Hebrew was Mustafa of Sibis. That Rabbi Yitzchak Hamburger was Zaycha to take him, Rabbi Shulam Migri, as a son in law for his daughter. That means in his second marriage, he married the daughter of Rabbi Yitzchak Hamburger. And uh, <laughs> he said, after that. Is at that time, and this at Kufa, after Rabbi Shulam Migra divorced his first wife, and he married the second wife, there was a famous get that took place where there was a big Shailah, and many Svarim were written about this get. Certain, going was Masada the get. He said, going to agree to a Shailah of the get. So Rabbi Shulam Migra also was involved in this Shailah, and they asked him to write a tshuva about the get. And uh, all the shilas and shubas about this get were sent to Rabbi Shaya Fik. Rabbi Shaya Fik was out the the Godlado. They recognized Godlado of that time. And he will decide among all the different shubas which shuba is correct. Among all the shubas was also the shuba of Rabbi Shulam Igre, who was a young, young person at that, a young man. But Rabbi Shaya Fik read the shuba from Rabbi Shulam Igre. He was, he was shocked. Veredos. <laughs> who's this person? He didn't know who he was. He lived in a different area. He wasn't so known in that part of, the, of, of Europe. But the Gefrek, where was the Mensch? Was it, you can't write when I'm in Shuba. And at that time, the former father-in-law of Rabbi Shulam happened to be by Rabbi Shayefik. <coughs> Rabbi Shul, his father, former father-in-law, was at that time in the city where Rabbi Shayefik was the Rav, in the city of Breslau. And for business purposes, he happened to be there. And when Rabbi Shai Fik heard that Rabbi Shmuel, the former father-in-law of Rabbi, Rabbi Shulam Igra, was there, he asked him to come. He didn't know that he was a former father-in-law. He only knew that he comes from the same town as Rabbi Shulam Igra. So he called him in and he said, maybe you know who this person is. I have a tshuva here about a famous get, about a certain get, and I'm, it says here his name is Mishulam Igra from this and this city. I know that you come from this and this city. Could you please tell me who this person is, Mishul Migra, from the city of Brody? So Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel said that he's a very young person, a grace of Talmud Chacham. And no chance was there, grace. So he didn't tell him that he was his former son-in-law. When Rabbi Shayefik heard that he's very young, he was even more in a state of shock. He can die in a younger man, he'll schreiben, as that shuva. So Rabbi Shmuel saw that Rabbi Shayefik was in Mamish in a state of shock. After telling him that he's a young man, he just couldn't get over it. Rabbi Shaifi couldn't get over it. A young man should write such a tshuva. So he says, from all the tshuvas that I got about this get, from all the gedolim, from all the goyim, this tshuva, that's the tshuva, the best tshuva, straight to the point. There's no one from all the tshuvas that I have here, no one can compare to him in learning. When Rabbi Shmuel heard these words, so he was because he was his former son-in-law. 
And he pushed it fainted on the spot. This Rabbi Shmuel fainted on the spot by Rabbi Shayafik. When they when Rabbi Shayafik got some water and they uh, revived him, so he asked him, What's the reason for fainting? What'd you faint for? If a gizokta their benches, they are grateful. What'd you have to faint? So he says, because he was his former son in law, and he saw to it that they should give the chaget in the traitor. So Rabbi Shayafik says, Azoi! But he was once being Masada Kedushin. He was Masada Kedushin for a coin who was marrying an almona. No problem. While they're reading the Ksuva, so Rabbi Shulam Igra, who was reading the Ksuva, instead of the word Amalta, which means an almona, came out the word that she's a Grusha. So they said, uh, he made a mistake. Bishasi was reading the Ksuva. They told Rabbi Shulam Igra, you're making a mistake. She's not a Grusha, she's a Almona. So he started reading the Ksuva again. Instead of the word Armalto, which is an Almonde, he started reading Misach Todor Grusha. The word Armalto, which was written in the Ksuva, doesn't come out, but the word comes out. So he understood that that's he turned to the Kala, took her on the side, and asked her point blank. Your first husband, is he dead? Or did you get divorced from him? What's going on here? So the Kala of was nervous, and after some time, Shulam Igra, so she said that her husband died. Finished. So the Shulam Igra raised her to the But after Shulam Igra asked her again, a couple of more times, she was murdered, that she was married again to another husband for a small amount of time, and she got a get from him. In other words, the first husband that everybody knew that she was married to Taka died. But after the first husband died, she had a short marriage with another person and she was a Grusha. So Mamela, that coin can of Nishkasan of Mita Grusha. So Fashtetsa, the Givarum bottle, the Dach Abbasalz, Givar was, was Menashemaim, but Menishkin, but Menishkalos and the Ramishulam Bigas, Ozogan Azak was a Shekin. Yeshua's Yaakov is a famous Sefer, but the Nesivus is much more famous for Shtetzach. So the Yeshua's Yaakov asked the Nesivus, how come the Svarim that the Nesivus wrote, the Nesivus wrote many Svarim, and basically the whole Mekubal by the Olam HaTeira, how come, he asked them, how come your Svarim are so Mekubal by the Welt, and my Sefer, the Yeshua's Yaakov, very few people look into. So I was very medagdic on every word that I wrote, and I was had a clear concentration when I wrote the Sefer, and I didn't think about any Yoni Dechoyal. What's the, what's the reason that your Sefer has, your Svarim has Siyata Dishmaya, that they're so accepted? And my Sefer Yeshua's Yaakov is not so accepted. Zogdan Yisivis. Zogdan Azay. I wrote Chidush Yitera a whole week. I didn't see whether my mind is clear, my mind is not clear. I didn't care about what mood I'm in, what mood I'm not in. Every... Oh, every day I used to write Tehra. 
No, one thing I did. Every Sunday, every game Rishon of the week, when I lived in the city, city of Stanislav, I used to travel to Tizminitz. And I showed everything I wrote to my Rebbe, Rabbi Shulam Igra. Whatever he liked, I left. Whatever he didn't like, I burnt. So, whatever is printed with my name on it is something that has the Askama from Rabbi Shulam Igra. That's why it has that Atzlocha. Zayitik is up to he used to say, the Rebbe used to hold that he's the the Paisik Akron. But if see them, he's by the Paisik Akron, the one for the Gedoyal Yolim. So Rabchaim Sanza used to say, Flexor Barimen, Rabchaim Sanza, the one from the Gedoyal Yolim, he said that he could understand the Amkus of the Sefer. Igro Roma, which is the safe of Rabbi Shulam Igro up to half. That was Easter Barimzach. When he used to show how great he is, he wanted to show as I can learn him. He used to say that he could understand half of the safe of Rabbi Shulam Igro. That's a given by him. For the greatest is Achen Suvaisen as I can ever learn him. Shteta Zay. Seis Achoshen. Everybody knows that Seis Achoshen. So Sakhoshin used to come to Rabbi Shulam Igra and used to talk to him in learning. Once, he told over, the so Sakhoshin told over to Rabbi Shulam Igra, Ashtikol Teira. And, as the so Sakhoshin asked the Kasha, Rabbi Shulam Igra, Mastama, this is what you want to say. So he said, no, this is not what I want to say. So then he says, no, Mastama, you want to say this? And then he says, and if you don't want to say this, Mr. you'll want to say this. After Rabbi Shulam Igra finished, they are hearing the kasha and they are saying all the truths impossible, the Tzayis HaKashin had nothing to write anymore. Because Rabbi Shulam Igra Tvashtan in the Mahalach HaMachshav from the Tzayis, and he was machaven to everything that it's shayach for the Tzayis HaKashin to be machadish on the Indian. So the Tzayis HaKashin was a little bit depressed and he said, I'm working on the Tzayis HaKashin, on Choshen Mishpat, with grace of Yigiyah. Why should I work so hard? I finished half of it. I got to work on the other half. Why should I work so hard? I'll come to you. From Simon Reish onwards, you'll tell me what to write and finish. And it'll be my safe because you know exactly what I'm going to write. <laughs> he said it with a little bit... Uh, he said it, but he said it with a little bit tightness also. In other words, he felt he felt ejected. Everything that I could think, you're going to tell me what I could think. So, and rack my brains out. From Simon Reish and Chashem I'll come to you. You'll tell me what to write. The kids of Rabbi felt bad that the Tzayis Achoshen was full of Chlishas Adas, and he felt bad that he was that he made a big time of Chochem Havaps as a Chlishas Adas. So he was macabre upon himself to fast Monday and Thursday all the rest of his life. Rabbi Shulam fasted Monday and Thursday for the rest of his life from this Maisa on because he was Metzayah the Tzayis Achoshen. Because he went to Tzitkis from Rabbi Shulam Tasted Monday and Thursday for the rest of his life. Straight as the Sigvenapsa Zokin, 
A couple of more mice, and that's it. What time are you supposed to finish now? These, uh, these, 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 Eleven thirty. How long did I be around? It's eleven fifteen. In the section where Rab Shamshin or Rab Shimshin lived, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't know if it's Rab Shimshin or Rab Shamshin. It's the same spelling, so I can't tell you. It was a person that had a uh, a bar. As I'm in bodies to sell wine there, but he wasn't Shema Shabbos Kilfoser. Because he used to be mounted to sell the wine on Shabbos, and he took money from them on Shabbos. Shit. I mean, I don't know if it was Machal Shabbos, and he derises, but I'll call for him the Rabbonin, and he was Machal Shabbos. No, Abshimshin is given a Shochen Zayna, he was a neighbor, and he went with Mechiachim. Why should he be Machal Shabbos? Kids say he didn't listen to the Techoches and the Techoches from Rabshem, from Shabshim. When Al-Gizeh, I'm sure Migros' father saw it, his words are not going to help. So he went to the Avbezen of the city, and he brought this guy, Ladin. He was Mazmanim, Ladin, Sabbezen. When Rabshamshim was Mazmanim, Ladin, so the neighbor got all, uh, why should it be Mazmanim, Ladin? I don't have no shaykhs with him. I mean, I didn't make the entire of us. We have to pass in any moment. Pass in the I have no six. I don't listen to what he has to say. But what do I have to go to bed? Kids say he went to the rock to hear what, what's the din tayra all about. So they called him Abshimshin, and Abshimshin said, "Here's the tainus." Chazal tell us in Shabbos that Kufi tells us Abshimshin or Abshimshin that b'mokem sheyesh chil Shabbos dleikam etzuyah. Rachmanu v'slan in a place where there's chil Shabbos found. It's common for fires to break out. And this is what they give on Shabbos. Kumtet Sumrov, to bring in them a barkeeper to Ladin, either he stops being Machal Shabbos, or he should buy Rab Shamshin's house, which is close by, and he'll go move somewhere else because he's afraid that his house is going to burn down. The kids, when the Shachin heard for why he's being brought Ladin, he was engaged and embarrassed and put to shame in front of the Bezdin and the Bezdin. They all heard clearly that he's a Machal Shabbos, at least on the Rabbonans. And he had Busha, Kreisa Busha. So he promised them that he would no longer be Machal Shabbos. And Azay is given. So he given Rab Shamshin, I'll give him. But I am given Tanjok, no, yet the Maima Chazal, yet the Maima Chazal, Chazal Zogan, that Bimbakam Shay Yishkrul Shabbos is like a Mitsuya. But I am given a. A reality. It wasn't Stama Maimah Chazal was Malat Nigimor and you don't really believe it. And by him it is Azei Given. And Azei Given Grace mentioned was from Galapta Azei that the whole Leben they accepted Maimore Chazal Kipshuta and Dosa Given Zei Agansa Leben Dosa Given Zei Agansa Gadlos. Just Agansa Gadlos. But Dosa Given from the Ika Gadlos. And Shtet Chazal Azei is Azei Yadas. And Azei is Taki Given by Zei. I'll tell you a couple of mices. 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 
Rabbi Chasman, everybody heard of Rabbi Chasman, the safer of oil, it's a Muslim safer upstairs. By the Muslim Swarm, Stamina, one looks into it. Over from Deswegen, it says, Achosh of a safer. Abshalom Shadron is a talent of his. Command everything he says over is command from him and from Rabbi Rapian, but mostly from his Rabbi Rabbi Chasman. Rabbi Chasman used to have a Gewaldeke Munaf Shutter in Dosa Shaitan Chazal. He, he was an Eretz Yisrael, Rabbi Chasman. And in and, and that time, Eretz Yisrael was tumbling because in one of the kibbutzim, one of the Freya kibbutzim, they were, they were uh, raising hogs. Raising hogs in Eretz Yisrael, pigs, hogs. So somebody came into the house and he wanted to speak to Rabbi Chasman. You'll take a look, this mice is printed at the beginning of our year. And he found Rabbi Rabbeib Chasman given a Rosh Mensch. He was sitting by a table for around a half hour, clapping his finger. For around a half hour, he wouldn't speak. Whenever he had a lot of tsar, that's what he would do. He would clap his finger on the table. That was his there a minute. When he had a lot of tsar, he would clap his hand on the table. For a half hour, he was clapping his fingers on the table. So the Bach, after a half hour, standing there, asking, what's the, what's happening? Why are you so much bizarre? He didn't answer. He asked him again, finally answered. He said like this. And the Torah says, well, I suck you, The Torah state that if you're going to do things which are tome in Eretz Yisrael, then the earth will vomit you out. The earth, the earth will spit you out. I just heard, Dr. that uh, people are raising pigs in Eretz Yisrael. Is Avada, Avada, the Rebish is going to chase us out of Eretz Yisrael. Dr. Mamele, as far, as far as I'm concerned, Dr. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And he turned his finger a little bit towards his wife, who was in a, in a bed lying sick, and he said, Mela, I can go. Chobnish can problem it. His Rebbitzin broke a foot. And she never really recovered until she died. She, she wasn't able to, to walk properly until she died. How is she going to leave? And that's why he was full of tzar. In other words, he... That, 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 that when you spit you out. And he was ready to leave. And he was ready to leave. As I even left the grace to mention. Rav Mendel Zaks, the Chayna of Rachel, was the son-in-law of the Chavetz Chaim. And he used to say over the following Maiseh to show how the previous door lived with Hermuna Pshuta and Maimonah Chazal. Rav Mendel Zaks was the son-in-law of the Chavetz Chaim, but the Chavetz Chaim had a son by the name of Rableib. And Rableib was 50 years older than Rabmendel Zaks, the son-in-law. Rablaib, the son, was over 50 years older than Rabmendel Zaks. They were both brother-in-laws. Because Rablaib was the son of the Chofetz Chaim from the first marriage. And Rabmendel Zaks was the son-in-law of the Chofetz Chaim from the second marriage. It once happened that Rabmendel Zaks returned home from the yeshiva and he said that his ear hurts him a little bit. He has a shtickle earache. A shtickle earache. Rablaib was there in the house. 
Stamina was there. They lived in one big house. The place what the Metzias was. But I'll call upon him. Rabbi heard that Rabbi Mendel Zax came home from the yeshiva in Raden. And he heard that, the, that he said, Rabbi heard that Rabbi Mendel said that he has a shtickle Eric. Immediately, Rabbi got all excited. He made a big tumult. And he said, you're to go immediately to Dr. Shabbatin. A doctor that lived in, in that area who took 10 rubles for each, each visit. It was a fortune of money, but he was the biggest doctor in those days. It's like going to the top doctor in, the, in that whole area. Yeah. Mendel thought he's crazy. What, what should I mean? You make it sound like I'm dying? All I have is an earache. I'm going to take a little bit, some hot, hot, hot uh, oil. Well, I'm going to have this little hot oil. I'll wait till it gets a little bit uh, warm. This has a hat. And then I'll pour it into my ear. And I should tell him, I beg him the, the earache. What's Wilson from here? What are you making a, you know, federal case out of it? Name the most gain from doctor. Look, Mendel started thinking in his, to himself, maybe he's able to Maybe he's able to But right now he has no choice. Rablaib, it's a hongolik to him. I've gained some doctor. I have no choice. What can I do? Anyway, meanwhile, before he decided that he's going to go to the doctor, Kablaib started thinking that the reason why Mendel Zax doesn't want to go to the doctor is because he doesn't have the 10 rubles. It's a fortune of money in those days. And maybe that's the reason why he doesn't want to go. So he says, I'll give you a loan. I'll give you the money for the doctor and for the wagon, for the, all the transportations. He gave him a loan for 25 rubles. Fortune, fortune of money. And he ordered right away in Agola for him. He ordered a wagon for him. Mendel was zikha that it was nothing and it was a shtus godl b'neira to go and about the doctor's going to laugh at him when he goes there but he has no choice what can he do he's not going to go fight with Rableib Rableib is 50 years older than him Kitzar Amaiti had no choice he went to the doctor and exactly the way he thought that's what the doctor said he laughed at him because Mr. Meshuggah Gavon Tarazaklein Erech you come to me anyway Rameendel paid him the 10 ruble and he came back with the wig and Agantza Meiser Rableib the whole time was waiting impatiently to hear what's going to happen with the doctor's visit with Rameendel. As soon as Rameendel walked into the house, Rameendel was standing there. No, 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 no. What's the thing is up? So Rameendel answered back. The doctor laughed at him. Sinister was still uh, was against our doctor. And above him, I said, I don't know why. I call upon him. When Rameendel heard this, he was all besimcha. And he said, Hoidu l'ashem kitoiv kitoelam chasna. Rameendel couldn't hold himself back. He wanted to ask him, are you crazy or not? <laughs> so Rameendel... What's the chat? Why do you act so strange? What are you doing? These crazy things? What's Wilson from here? So I'll tell you why. So I was last night in the base medrash, and I heard after the chavot was nifter, there was a shtickle sichsuch in yeshiva. They were talking about something, and you were there, and somebody said something. Which was a zilusa aleza talmachochem. Somebody said something which wasn't nice about a talmachochem, and you didn't make a machor. You didn't make a machor. So I was afraid. You were part of the chabura. I wasn't part of the chabura. You were part of the chabura. So I was afraid that when you came into the house and you complained of an earache, I was zicha that the earache is a result of that ma'isa that you weren't ma'icha, and it could become very very serious. So Rav Mendel always used to say over this Maisef. He used to say, Kiva Cook, he's only 50 years older than me. And we're both brother-in-laws. 
the chilek between him and me in, 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 in the tzugang to my more chazal to believing b'chush alz v'shishtet in chazal that's what's going to happen so if they all give an avar meyid unich ben akal teyid that's how we used to tie it up. There's only 50 years separating us. A little bit more than 50 years. So the chilek between him and me is er meyid unich ben akal teyid. I didn't feel those allegations that he felt. If someone hears Zilusa the Talmud Chacham and he's not Moicha, he felt very anoinish. So by him it was Pasha that when he heard that his ear was hurting him, this is Avada. There could be a worst act of result. Rabbi was afraid that it could become an errant Tazach. Zilusa the Talmud Chacham unish Moicha zayin kin veran ashrek lachazach. So that's why he wanted very stark that he should go to to the doctor immediately. Noch ein Meister kein sehr, aber allein gemeister. Then we'll stop with that. Because we can't, uh, I don't know, I think I said it over once, but I'm not sure. There's a lot of Meisters here, what they know, what's Heisler, some of them are printed in, in the label, yo. I said over some Meisters once before, with Chesed, with, with, with Yitzchok the Shikr. There are certain mice. I can't go into all the mice now. Oh, but I'll call upon them. I'll just say over one mice. Michael Moletsky, given a grace of Hoshev Yid that learned by Ableib Chasman. Ableib Chasman, besides being a Balmusa, was a Rosh Hashiv in Shtutzin before he became the Mashgiach in Hebron in Eretz Yisrael. He used to be a Rosh Hashiv, he had 300 Talmidim, and that's the mice where where I once said over in the base medlish was a child was killed. If you remember, some bachim were listening. Where where Maisa, where a child died and had motcha oshmer because I was all from the yeshiva against Maisa. I mean, and most of you heard it already, yeah. No. I rather, yeah. yeah. I said it. No, I said it. What? Yeah, you said it. I remember. I said it. Right. Yeah, I said it for you. All right, give me a label. I'll fast. I'll say fast. I don't remember which Kayla. Abshalom Shadron is writing that in the first years that Rabbi Yalapian came down to Israel, the first years, the, in the first years that Rabbi Yalapian came down to Israel, he used to say Shiurim and Kamenet to Yeshiva then in those days. Anyway, he had Shaykhaz to Rav Shalom Shradron, and he asked Rav Shalom Shradron if he knows any tzaddikim in Yerushalayim. Rabbi Yerafian came from England. So he wanted to, he wanted to meet all the tzaddikim, he wanted to meet as many tzaddikim as he could in Eretz Yisrael. Kitzer, Rav Shalom said, he knows tzaddikim in Yerushalayim, and he asked Rav Shalom to take him around. Anyway, they went around to different tzaddikim. One of the tzaddikim they went to was this person, Rav Chaim Chaikol Moletzky, is out. A Talmud, I told you before, of Rableib Chasman, a Talmud Muvak, Rableib Chasman. Rableib Chasman, besides being a Balmusa, had a, had a yeshiva in Shtutzit. I'll call upon him. That's a different Maisa, but I'll call upon him. He was a person that had Yisurim most of his life. He had a Sagresa Machla, and he had to lose a foot because of the Machla. He lost a foot. But he remained alive, and most of the time he had to stay in bed. Most of the time that uh, Rabbi Yerapian, when Rabbi Yerapian came, he was already bedridden. Kitzel Amaisa, Raidel, Raidel, behavior. Now, the Kitzel Amaisa, 
as soon as Rabelia came, uh, the conversation started to go uh, about Rableib Chasman, his Rebbe. Chaim Chaikom Moletzki's Rebbe was Rableib Chasman, the author of Oriol. Agbenat Talmud Muvuk. Kitzra Maisa is up to the following Maisa. Rabbi Yudaleib Chasman, that was his name, his full name, Rabbi Yudaleib Chasman, made a big yeshiva in the, in the city of Stutzin, where he was the Rav and the Rosh Hashiva. He was the Rav of the town of Stutzin, and he was also the Rosh Hashiva of the yeshiva in Stutzin. And there were around 300 Bochum there. And in this yeshiva, Kitzrof and Ashrek Lechazach, that there came two brothers from far away to learn in the yeshiva of Stutzin. And one of the brothers took a walk, and somehow he tripped and fell on a rack and he became sick and he died Rachman al-Islan and the Gantz Shtot is given in a state of shock Shrek al-Khazach his parents who lived far away didn't know what happened and they, no one told them about it the Bailam and the other brother made believe that the brother, both brothers are alive because no one wanted to tell them what happened after several weeks of uh, of this uh, ASIC of trying to hide the fact that one brother died, the parents started being chayshed on their own that something is not normal. They couldn't put their finger on it, but they could tell from the letter something is not glad. And the mother decided to travel to Shtutzin to see how her children are doing. Kitzra Maisa on the way, she traveled through the city of either Slonim or Oshmanim, because this Rav was in both places. He was a big Valmaifis. His name was Ramotchala Oshmana or whichever way you want to call him. He was in both places at different times, and he was known throughout Europe as the Litvisha Balmeifis. He was a Litvisha Godel who was, was used to make Meifisim. He wasn't a Chesidisha, but thousands upon thousands of people used to travel to him from all over the world. From wherever Shaykh to travel to, to get to him, they used to travel. People used to say he's from the Lamed of Tzadikim, he was known all over as a Balmaifis. Because when she started saying that she's a mother and she has two children, they're learning in the Yeshiva Shtutzin, and she's going there and she wants a bracha. So Rav Motzchel Oshman stopped her in the middle and he says, I only see one child. I don't see two children. At that point, she didn't realize what he meant. And she just continued speaking. And, uh, and she wanted a bracha from him. Kitzah Amaisa Ashman saw that she didn't have what he said and he didn't want to tell her so clear that one son is dead so he said do me a favor since you're traveling to Shtutzin I want you to do me a favor I have a letter to give to the Rosh Hashiva Ableib Chasman and since you're going anyway you could do me this favor and give it sure she took the envelope a closed envelope and she traveled when she came to the outskirts of the city she got out from the uh, wagon well the wagon stopped in that city the wagon station and she saw a bacha from the yeshiva near the by the station so she went over and asked if you're from the yeshiva she, he said yeah so she says this is uh, th- her name is this and this name she wants to know how her two children are doing so the bacha there was caught off guard he didn't realize that she didn't know or whatever and he said what do you mean one is dead she started crying she started screaming and crying and she became hysterical and then she realized that Amotchala Oshmana told her she realized the words that he said that he said I only see one child but I didn't understand 
Kitzar Hamaisa, Rab Chaikol Moletsky is telling all this over to Rab Elie Rapian. So Rab Chaikol Moletsky says, I was living in a room right near the wagon, right where the station of the wagons, where the wagons come into Stutzin. And I was from the altar of Bacham in the yeshiva. The Maisi was the Talmud Muvik of the Rab Chasman. And he, at that point, happened to be sitting in their room. He happened to be sitting in the room with other Bacham, Elter Bacham. And they heard from the uh, station of the wagons, the wagon station, that somebody's crying Shreklach. They right away ran downstairs to see what's happening. Maybe they could help. And they, uh, the Bacham that told her that her son is dead told these Bacham, and one of, one of them was Rabbi Chaikov Moletsky, that uh, what, what happened here. The kids, uh, they tried to be Menachem her. And in the middle, after she became a little bit more calm, she said that she has a letter that Ramotcha Oshmana sent to the Rosh Hashiva Rabbi Chasman. So Rabbi Chaikov Moletsky says to Rabbi Yerapian, we understood, Avada, that this letter has something to do with the Misa of the child that was killed. And we wanted to know very much So we told her, listen, give us the letter. Michael says, I take full responsibility. I will hand it over to the Rosh Hashiva. She gave the letter to Rabchaikal Maletsky, he was a Bachadan. And we Bachrim went into the room, closed the windows, and we took a hat knife. We made a knife hat. And we opened up the uh, the envelope, and uh, we were shocked to see what it says in the letter. This was a letter of Ramotva Oshman the Balmoifis is writing to Rabbi Chasmah. The Chovid, without a title, and it says the following words Hamaisa Sheira im Habacha, the Maisa that happened with the Bacha, Ze Loi Poshet. Smishkem Poshet Maisa. Ani Mitzave, that's an allusion from the letter, I hereby give you a Tzivui. And he wrote his name. That's it. That was the whole letter. So, Abchaikal Malatsky, when he saw this letter, and the other Bochum in the room, when they saw this letter, by them, there wasn't even the slightest suffix of what's going to happen. So they packed. They started packing. They didn't even give the Rashiva the letter yet, but they were packing. They didn't be ready. We closed up the letter in such a way where no one could tell that it was open. And we gave it to the Rosh Hashiva, And we were zikha. The three guys that read the letter together in the room were zikha that in a couple of hours they're going to give it a clap. Everybody should pack and go home. But we were shocked to see that the Yeshiva keeps on going normal. Nothing's changing. A couple of hours pass by. The night passes by. The morning comes. The next day. A whole week we couldn't learn because we're waiting to go. Our mind just couldn't be stable. What's going on here? Then we saw we're in a, in a rough, a rough matter here. Ochen to us if we tell the Rashiva what we did. Ochen if we don't. What's going to be here? So we saw that if we don't do something drastic, we're going to, we're not going to learn anymore. We're going to be finished with learning. So we get to, we decided that we have to go into the Rosh Hashiva. Be misvada on the chet that we did. We opened up the letter that was written to him. But sof sof, me villain bissam. What's put the chutta? What's going on here? How come there's no sack to close the yeshiva? A motzchel oshman is set to close it. It's like you know, the rest of Al Meifus at the time said, "Medafim machan the yeshiva." Kitzar Ha'maisa. We went in, 
put on a, shame, a face full of shame and we got a lot of courage and we went to the Rosh Hashiva and we misvaded that we opened up the letter that was sent from the Mamlefe we apologize and we won't do it again we can't learn anymore because we're waiting to we're all packed <laughs> and we're waiting to, for Yipsak to decide when we're leaving and I don't, we don't understand why the Rosh Hashiva is not uh, why he's not get the Rosh Hashiva was begging he let them finish and he said as follows he said is Rav and Slonim Ich bin Rav and Stutzin. He's Rav and Slonim, I'm the Rav and Stutzin. Just like I don't tell him what to do when he's in Yonim, er soll sich nicht da in meinen Yonim, und geht zurück Yeshiva und geht lernen. That was the end of the conversation. Sure. So he told over this Meister to Rabbi Elia Lapiat to show the tkifas of his Rabbi, Rabbi Leib Chasm, and when I start to mention, he wasn't spoiled from anything. He didn't say it's a good idea, I need to it. And he says to, uh, there were three in the light, together with Abchaikal Maletsky and Shalom Shadon, a couple other people, and Abel Yapean. So he says to him, Abel Yapean says to Abchaikal Maletsky, this Maise that you just now said, didn't this happen? very close to the beginning of First World War. <coughs> so he said, yeah. Avada, Avada. He says, several days after we went to the Rosh Hashiva and when Moedan the Maise, First World War broke out and everybody had to go home. And the Yeshiva closed. So Rabbi Lapian said, Tosi given the Kavona for Ramotchele Oshmana. Er gizem beroach ha-Kodesh ad Yeshiva v'tzach v'machen. So he just told you to close it before. He felt that that's happened to us. In other words, they knew the Maisa for years and years and years. And the elder people that heard the Maisa, but they didn't touch up the Maisa. In other words, So not because Rabbi Chasman closed, and because the First World War broke out. This is the Maisa with Rabbi Chasman. So you know that Rabbi Chaikul Maletsky is in Stutzin. He's a Talmud in the yeshiva of Stutzin, and the yeshiva closed up. That's where you know, from that Maisa. So I'm telling you a continuation of what happened. It has nothing to do with this Maisa, but a continuation. Medayin Levin. Rabbi Maletsky was 15 years old at this time. When First World War broke out, he was 15 years old. And he was together with two other Talmudim. Everybody else went home, but he lived in Stutzin. Everybody else went, went back to the town. Because the First World War broke out. He stayed in Stutzin. That's where he lived. He was together with two other Talmidim. Now, next to Stutzin, there was a division of Russian, Russian soldiers. Abchai Komoletsky was walking in the street, a 15-year-old guy walking in the street, and a soldier, a Russian soldier, came to him, and he said that he's a Yid. And in the division... Outside of Stutzin, the army division, outside of Stutzin, there's 17 altogether Yiddish soldiers. He and 16 other soldiers. No, so there's 17 Yiddish soldiers in the Russian army. And we heard that we're going to have to travel 
It was Erev Yom Kippur this day that he met Rabbi Chaikal Malachi in the street. We heard that we're going to have to travel and leave Strutzim. And we don't want to leave because it's Yom Kippur. And Erev uh, Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, <coughs> we want to run away. <coughs> and we want to save our lives. We, want to, we don't want to be in the army anymore. We want to find a way to hide ourselves that we shouldn't have to leave with the division when they leave. So he asked Chaikal, who was a 15-year-old bacha, he saw that he's a yeshiva bacha, that he should try to find a place where they can run away from the army and save themselves. In order to do that, this Chaikal would have to find 17 civilian pairs of civilian clothing. In other words, these 17 soldiers would have to go to a place, hide their the uniforms or burn them, and, and uh, put on civilian clothes and go undetected that they're soldiers. Kitsa, all this fell out of Yom Kippur and Rabchaikul Maletsky. Seventeen soldiers are asking basically through this one soldier that he should save their lives and, and hide them. And after Yom Kippur, each person will go back to where he came from and finish. But over Yom Kippur, they have to stay in Stutzin because they can't travel on Yom Kippur. Rabchaikul, out of Yom Kippur, 15-year-old guys, was masking. And he said to the soldier that he met, that he should go to the Lavoyas HaMeshul. Every shul had a different name. There was a Schneider shul, a Schuster shul. There was a shul that was called the Lavoyas HaMeshul. It was the last shul in town. And whenever a Levaya would take place, the Levaya would usually take place from that shul because that, that was the shul closest to the Beis HaKvoras. So it was called the Lavoyas HaMeshul. The shul from where Levayas would go. Now in that Lavoyas HaMeshul, there's an Ezras Noshim. There's a place for women. Most people are afraid to go into the Ezra's Noshim because the, Ez- the building is a very old building. It's over 100 years old. And it's about to fall in. So the bottom is Nishkevela. But the top, people don't go up. Because it's too, uh, it's too shaky. It's Akonadik to stay there. No one will ever go up there. People are afraid to go up there. That's the best place where you can hide yourselves. 17 soldiers shall go up to the Ezra's Noshim of the Levayas HaMeshu. The kids, sir, that was the deal. The soldier packed out. The soldier packed out. And Rabbi Chaikal started, Erev Yom Kippur, running around like a chicken without a head from place to place to try to get 17 civilian clothing. 17 civilian uh, pairs of clothing. Kids, uh, he ran around all by himself. He couldn't tell anyone about it. And by the time he finished, it was already been Ashmashas. That means that he didn't eat anything. It was Erev Yom Kippur, he didn't eat anything. He didn't fast. fast. Whatever he ate, he ate in breakfast at Bashu. Because he wasn't the proponent. He was constantly busy, Erev Yom Kippur, trying to get 17 pairs of civilian clothing. Kitzel Abayse, he put all the civilian clothing in the shul. And slowly but surely, the 17 soldiers, one by one, secretly and hiddenly, entered the shul. But only 16 showed up. The 17th was a wise guy. Because... We'll soon see that he lived in Shrutzin. But I'll talk about him. Sixteen soldiers came in. One by one, they weren't so recognized. They went up to the ladies' uh, gallery of the shul. There's a snoshim. As they write. In the Ezra snoshim, it was dark. They were afraid to open a light before Yom Kippur. So that people might, might feel that someone's up there and this and that. So the kids, uh, it was dark. And in the darkness, they changed the clothing. They got rid of, they took off their army uniforms and they put on the civilian clothing. 
Kapchaikov versteht sich nicht nur Sudam Afsekes. Er hat nicht nur Nidre, er hat nicht nur Betsiba, zu wenig Kippa, aber was kann er tun? Apikuach Nefesh. Er steht zusammen mit den 16 Soldiers. 2 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock after Chatzos, 2 o'clock in the morning, after everybody left the shul, they hear Shrekwacha Kailas. Shrekwacha sounds outside and everybody gets frightened. Who knows, maybe the, uh, the military police is looking for them. They were all frightened. Abchaikal had nothing to be afraid of. Abchaikal is a civilian. He's allowed to go down, a 15-year-old kid. So he went out to see what's going on. What happened was, the 17th soldier that was supposed to come, he lived in Stutzin. So he was a wise guy. And he figured, what does he have to go to hide himself with the other soldiers in the Vibishish rule? And be stuck there in Yom Kippur. He'll go to his own house and hide himself in his own house. That's what he thought would be safer. No, when the army saw 17 soldiers are missing, so they went to this guy's house because he's the only guy of the 17 soldiers that lives in Shusin. So they went there to look for him. The father hid him among potatoes in the cellar, sacks of potatoes in the cellar. When the military police started looking for him, they went through the house from the top to the bottom and they found him. They took him out and they killed him in front of his father and mother, Rahman al That's what they heard at 2 o'clock in the morning. Abchaikal got all nervous and he said to himself I tried to save 17 soldiers now that they found the 17th soldier about that they're going to look for the other 16 and if they find the other 16 not only did I not save anyone but I caused the death of 17 people so Abchaikal was starting to feel shrekla he was always all day in Pikuach Nefesh and the Suffet Zayn and because of him 17 people might be killed he started feeling Shrekla and not only might they kill the 17 the 16 soldiers the other 16 soldiers they might wipe out all the Yidin and Shlutzin because of his Maisa so he was Ois this Rabchaikal was Ois all kinds of things went through his mind who knows what's going to happen he went back to the ladies section in the shul and he told the other soldiers what happened and they started speaking together what they should do. So they all decided the first thing, the first thing that they must do immediately is get rid of the army uniforms. That's the olive base for the olive base. You gotta hide these army uniforms. If they're found, that means that the, the soldiers are here. They'll wipe out the shul, they'll wipe out the yidn, they'll wipe out everybody. It was Yom Kippur. You can't go burn anything on Yom Kippur. What am I supposed to do? And, and there's a minig that's brought down in Svarim, and some Svarim has brought down a minig, that is, Gula Parichas Yomim is, that you should dig a grave, and they state in Svarim, today not too many people do it, but the Amalekah didn't do it. They go dig a grave, and they leave that grave open for them until they die. In other words, they dug a grave for themselves, and the grave, they stays open until they die. They say, you can't do it today because the dirt, why are going to do dirt? And this and that, and basically, I don't like just to keep it open. But I'll call for them, those that had the opportunity, that's what they did. They bought a little piece of land in a Vesak Vogus, and they dug a grave for themselves, and they left it open until they died. And that was a school of Arikasa. The kids are nice. Abchaikal knew, he was a 15 year old kid, he knew of a certain grave that was open, that somebody opened for himself, and the guy didn't die yet, and it's open. So he figured that's the best place to get rid of the uh, army uniforms. He'll go and dump the army uniforms in this open grave. It's two o'clock in the morning. He can't walk out in the street. Someone will be caught. Police will catch a guy walking two o'clock in the morning as they design all kinds of problems. 
The kids, uh, he knew of a side road, not going on the main road, that he can get somehow through a forest, through this, through that, sideways, that he can end up in the base headquarters. And for sure, no one will be there. Most likely, no one will be in this way that he's going to take. But it's impossible to carry a 15-year-old boy to carry 16 pairs of army uniforms and, and, and boots. Army, army boots. The kids, uh, he had to divide it up into three groups, three packages. That was the most that he can carry, three packages. The kids, uh, he went once and threw a package into the base headquarters. Into the open uh, grave. He did it with the second time and did it the third time. So all three packages of army uniforms and boots are in the grave now. On the way back after the third time, he hears galloping horses. And he knew that the Russian soldiers are going through. And he, he heard, he, he saw that the Russian soldiers are going through. And he understood that he's going to get caught now. And he understood that he's going to die now. And he figured that uh, now he was a little bit besimcha. Number one, he's under 20. Under 20. So he can't be that there's a, uh, he has any available. He's under 20. And today is Yom Kippur. And he did a gewalt against the minister of the Pequach Nefesh of 16 people. Mr. Amber, he'll be killed now. So he'll go straight to Gan Eden. And he has nothing to worry about. And he was ready to die. And he figured for sure he's going to get caught now. But he felt that he saved those 16 soldiers. He was confident that since the army uniforms and the boots are not there anymore. Started saying Vidui. That's the Zogon Vidui. Father must start. So, he started saying Vidu because he was sure, by him it was 100% that they're going to catch him anyway. So he started saying Vidu because he didn't care. The Kozakan heard that there's a person mumbling to himself among the woods. And uh, the general, whatever he is, said, Shoot! They don't know what's there. Could be an animal, could be a person, could be this. They heard a person, but oh, get to shoot. Afterward, the last child, free of Dr. So they shot. A lot of soldiers shot in that direction where they heard the sounds from, but nothing hit them. Why didn't they hit him? Because they really shot more in the air so that the guy should come out out of fright, if it's a human being, and give himself up. The kids are my so he didn't give himself up, but they started searching from a tree to tree until they found him. So they said to him, get up, we have to go to the commandant. Kitzer, the chief dog, whatever you call him, the commandant. And uh, the guy asked them, what are you doing in the forest in the middle of the night? What's going on here? So he said in Russian, that a soldier was killed, you killed him. He was talking about the 17 soldier that they shot. You guys killed a soldier. And his mother was crying very stark that it's a very holy night, Yom Kippur, the holiest night that the Jews have. And there's a war going on. And there's no one that wants to uh, take care of him. So therefore, I went and buried him. He made up a bubble myself. He said that the reason why he's in the base I is 3 o'clock in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning is because he just now buried the soldier that the Russians just now killed. Nope. Abchaikel figured for sure. They'll kill him on the spot anyways. They didn't care. 
So he didn't care because he, by him it was pushing, he's going to die anyway. So he wanted, it, he wanted that he should die right away and save the other 16 soldiers and go straight to Gan Eden. He was already uh, itching to go to Gan Eden already. Like, you know, sure, let's get it over with. <laughs> so he said, what are you, crazy? Where's the Eastermark cop? The commandant said to the kid, where's the Eastermark cop? So uh, Michael says, what do you mean, was the Eastermark cop? Today is the holiest day in the Jewish calendar. I wouldn't lie. Even if I was lying the other days, but I wouldn't lie today. Today I wouldn't lie. You don't believe me? I'll take you to his grave. You can dig him up and I'll show you where he is. Straight said it's a lie. So what could happen? It'll be shots. So that's why he was he didn't care already. Kids uh, I'll bring you his cave. I'll show you his cave. Shasmaisa Rabchaikel said that he was Machavan to a Gomorrah. He figured that they won't bring him to the grave so fast. Because <laughs> since you can go and see for yourself, some Islam will trust him and therefore they won't go to the grave. That was his, his plan. But if they do, he said that when he said over to Maisa, he said the reason why I had that courage to say what I did with such a clear mind is because I was ready to die anyway, so it wasn't a gear. The kids are my sir. Come, let's go. So the commandant got on his horse. Michael went on his, uh, was walking. And they started walking towards the grave. Towards a grave. In the middle, the commandant says, I'm warning you. If you're lying to me, this is what I'm going to do to you. Started strashing him all kinds of tortures. The kids are Michael says, Come, let's go. What are you afraid? Let's keep on going. I'll show you. No problem. Kid said, Commandant warned him again. You see this sword? If you're lying, I'll cut you up to bits. And Michael says, What's the problem? You're on a horse, I'm walking, let's go, let's go, let's keep on going. So then after walking a while, the commandant said, Mr. Ami is saying the truth. If you can go and have such such uh, such courage to keep on going and going and going, after I warned you three times, Mr. Ami is saying the truth, let's get out of here. Kid said, he blew a whistle as a horn, as I'm in Shafer. And others, uh, another soldier came with a horse. For Rabchaikel, put him on the uh, horse. Put Rabchaikel on the horse, and they brought him to Shtutzin. Sure. You got to ride back on Yom Kippur on a horse to Shtutzin. <laughs> Seven o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, three hours later, whatever it was, the uh, army division, the Russian army, packed out of Shtutzin without the sixteen soldiers. One day killed Rachman al-Islam. After Yom Kippur, every one of the 16 soldiers packed out. So, a 15-year-old kid says over such a maizen. Now, when Rabbi Passman closes yeshiva, he eventually ended up in Hebron. And now it's as well, he became the mashgiach in Hebron. Or Yoel, the shmuelism that he said in Hebron. Abchaikel Maletsky also ended up in El Tzisrael. He ended up in El Tzisrael before Rabbi Passman. Anyway, Abchaikel, when his Rebbe came, was full of his spiders from this mice, even though it happened several years ago. But he wanted to tell his Rebbe, what's his haste? What he did, what went on? Anyway, Abchaikel was a young person in those days. Said over the Gansa Maisa, his spiders at Sumi was gewaldic, full of his spiders when he said over the Maisa. After he finished, Abchaikel Abchaikel said, did you finish? That's how the Bali Musa used to, used to speak. They didn't speak until they, they felt that the other person finished. Did you finish speaking what you wanted to say? So Abhaikal said, yeah. So, he said, Abhaikal said to Abhaikal, 
I don't understand why you're telling me over the Maisa with such, with such exuberance and with such a spilus. You're telling me a simple Gemara. The Gemara says, Shluchei mitzvah einam nizaykin loy ba'ali chosan v'loy b'chazer rosan Poshet, for instance, was the Zoxen mir begreis and Maisa. Everything that he couldn't chap a spiders from this miser. Everybody here chaps a spiders from that miser. By him it is given. Adav posh. Does he give a blade chasman? The other my mother chazal by Zay is given. Adav posh. Just tell you one more miser. With Rabbi Kamalatsky, we can't just write it too full because it's late. What time are we supposed to finish? We're supposed to finish early. I'll just one more miser and finish. After this Maisa with the 17 soldiers, we're going to a third Maisa with Rab Chaikel. That means we started off with the Maisa with the Bacha that died Rachman al Asad in Yeshiva. World War I broke out. The Maisa with the Russian soldiers. After the Russians packed out, the army, the, 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 the Russian soldiers packed out. The, the Russians later came in and established some kind of a kind of a, like a government in, in, during the war in Stutzin. And they mobilized all the people in Stutzin to dig trenches for the purpose of the war. And many people were in trenches and they worked very hard. And during these this hard work many people out of exhaustion, sheer exhaustion died. People died from this Shekhekha work where they mobilized everybody, old people, young people, middle-aged people, they had to dig the, uh, trenches for the Russians. The kids are right next to Rabchai Komoletsky when he was digging a trench in Stutzin. There was an old person and he fell down from the, from the work that he was doing and also some people died because there was a war going on and some people pushed, were wounded from the enemy uh, shells and things like that. The kids are amazed that this guy was a gracious. The guy that was standing next to him fell down and he was a basis. He was about to die. So he asked Rab Chaikel, who was then 17 years old, before he was 15, now he's 17, that he should bring him the Kevi Yisrael. He begged him, please, whatever happens to me, bury me in a base HaKvoros from, from Yudin. To bring a person the Kevi Yisrael. This could say the shot's being shot and this and that, you have to go and schlep a mess on you on your shoulders and schlep into Beis in the city of Stutzin, which is a very far place and it's a Sakona because there's enemy around so we're going to aggress the Sakona because it was Machla that will bring him a Kavi Yisrael he promised the guy and finished and he said that's it was all come he took the guy in his shoulders he was 17 years old he's like uh, 17 years old he's like a little Kavi Yisrael but from that way you can push the Zach carrying a dead guy on your, on your shoulders and he passed by Mamish several stations of soldiers on the way to the Beis HaKvotas. And you weren't allowed to go without a pass outside of the city, the Beis HaKvotas a little bit outside the city. Wherever he was going, he was going Shalakudin. And he was going with a body on his back. He says, it was Mamish Anes. I went, either I, Chveis says, I saw, but obviously I wasn't seen. No one stopped me. No one stopped me. He doesn't watch the chat. No one even made a gesture that they see him going. He says, "About this given on this, I went and I went and I went. That one person, that one Russian, stopped me. 
Kitzur Hamaisa. He went into to the place to Shdutzin in the proper Shdutzin proper. The trenches that were being dug outside the city on the other side, and he didn't go mamish to the base headquarters, but he gave him over to the Chaver Kaddish in Shdutzin, and they took care of him. After the Russians left the town, the Russians left the town after a certain amount of time, and the Germans came into town. I don't know, I'm not uh, such an expert in history, I don't know who was on whose side in the First World War. So, I'm going the Russians Germans on the same side, I don't know. No? no? Side. That aside, you sure? Yeah. First World War? Yeah, yeah. All right. You can tell about you sure? The Germans fought the Russians in the First World War. Very Breslau-Tak. Okay, good. All right, Bikitsa Ramaisa, the Germans came in. Okay, the enemy came in. All right, good. Bikitsa Ramaisa, they made him, they made him, it's military rule, they made him a shepherd. He was in charge. They made Rabchaikul Moletsky in charge of sheep. And they warned him that if one sheep is going to be lost, they'll kill him. Bikitsa Ramaisa, one of the sheep ran away. Rabchaikl went to get him. Listen carefully. Rabchaikl Moletsky. And he went into a place where there was like a marsh, a, a place where there's uh, some grass. And a German soldier was lying dead over there. He didn't know if he was 100% dead or he's uh, about to die. The kids, he sees a German soldier lying in a field. He ran over to see if he's still alive, what he could do for him. While he was trying to take care of this German soldier, other German soldiers came. They must have heard a shout or whatever. And they see him next to the German soldier that's dead. So they accused him of killing him. Perfect. Circumstantial evidence. They, they made a military judgment first, the military court. They said it convened the military court. And they passed him that he's a murderer. And they brought 18 Raya's Vashtetzach that he's the guilty. And the kids said they passed him tomorrow, they're going to kill him. At high noon, they're going to kill him. <laughs> the kids said, until then, they put him in a little tiny cell, solitary confinement, a very, very, very shrekless uh, place to be, just enough room to, 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 to exist. And he says over the following. He says, The hook, it's not in a dream. Abchaikel Moletsky is saying over the Hockets live the dead guy that he brought Lekevi Yisrael came to him but he's the Hockets I'm old Chetzach though he's Galas on a Foshis I'm old Chetzach a man that's dead comes alive and he uh, takes care of what he has to do and packs out this guy he wasn't dreaming Abchaikel says he was completely up the guy came to him in the cell he couldn't fit anybody in there but he was somehow able to talk to him he came to him, the dead guy that he brought to Kevi Yisrael, that he was Mamish Mason Nefesh to bring the Kevi Yisrael, said, don't worry about it, he's going to save him. I'm telling you, I'll save him. The dead guy is telling it to him. <laughs> Normally, how do you kill a guy? He said, you call one, two, three, and then 20 soldiers shoot, and he's dead, there's no Shabbos. 12 o'clock noon, they prepared him for the execution. They called one, they called two, and before they called three, a soldier on a horse comes galloping down to the firing squad and tells him to stop. They found on the dead German soldier a, a letter 
that he's going to commit suicide. So Melo, he's not guilty. You have to leave him go and just get out of it. There's another mice that wants it over with the with the Yitzchak, the Shikha, how he lost his foot. Huh? Say it over, because it's not his fear as Don't worry. But that's a long mice. But that's a mice, but you have to hold it from Chaika Muletsky. Take off, that's what uh, I have nothing to say no more. This is a Gantamaise. Then tomorrow, the Shivim, the Mashkiah. Here there was a person, Slabotke, Slabotke. In Slabotke, there was a person that was Mephursim as Yitzchok the Shikha. Everybody in town knew him as Yitzchok the Shikha. Yitzchok the Drunken. This Yitzchok the Shikha was always found in the shul, sleeping by the, uh, by the oven or in a bar drinking whiskey. That's where you found him. Either he was in a bar drinking whiskey, or he was in shul, sleeping by that potbelly stove that was in the middle of the shul. Abchaikul Maletsky, who was from the Talmidah, Muvokim Pachadbareib Chasman, was learning then in Slabotka. He was then learning in Slabotka. Later he became a and he lived more than 17 years with only one foot. He lost one foot because of gangrene poisoning. The doctor said that they have to take out another foot. The other foot is also going to be lost. And Rabbi Chaikel said over the following Maiser as a gula that he shouldn't lose his foot. And maybe by saying over this Maiser, it'll save his other foot. Hasta Maiser. He says as follows, everybody knew from Yitzchak the Shikha and Slabotka, You never saw him doing anything constructive. Only drinking whiskey or lying by the pot belly stove in the base of Madush. No, other than that, you didn't know where he was. And that's it. I laid a gear. One Thursday night, they made a mishma in the Beis Knesses, in the last shul in Slabotka, which is also called the same kind of shul. What's the name of the shul? The Lavois HaMeshul. The Lavois HaMeshul of Slabotka. Okay, so it was usually used for Lavois, like I told you before, not too many people dive in there. It was usually to make the spade on the way to the Lavois, Anyway, Rav Chaikel Muletsky, and five or six other bochum. I don't know, over here it says five, and in Francis I have six, I don't know exactly, but kids are starting to And Chaikam Maletsky was sitting and learning with a Chaburah of guys. That were learning, and this how voice I made sure. They wanted to have a Mishma there that night. That's what they wanted to learn, all night. They used to learn all Thursday night. And Yitzchok the Shikha was in the shul also, and he was lying on the floor next to the pot belly, oven, stove, whatever you call it, and he was snoring away. And they were learning. Two o'clock in the morning. A lot of things happen two o'clock in the morning. Last time was also two o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock in the morning. There comes into the Levi's Hameshul a baladola. And a wagon driver. And he says, it's Thursday night, he says that he just now was traveling with his wagon. In the middle of the road, his horse fell down. Because it's a... <coughs> slipped on the on the face on the snow on the ice or whatever the case was it was in the winter and uh, they're asking he's coming to ask the bochum in the shul to help him pick up the horse get the horse back on its feet 
They have to get the horse back up. He's a little bit wounded or crippled, whatever it is. If you pick, help him pick him up, he'll be able to revive himself. <coughs> if you don't pick up the horse, then I bother the horse is going to die, it's going to freeze. And uh, he's begging with Rachmanis, please help me. So they asked, uh, they asked the wagon driver, where exactly is the horse? So he, they, they t- he told them that it's like a mile and a half from Slabotka. Approximately a mile and a half from Slabotka, whatever a mile and a half is in those days. They call Kalamated, whatever it was. The kids are on a mile and a half. Kill me Kalamides. Anyway, the kids are I said, in order to go there in this snow and this ice and this Shrekwacha weather, they would have to travel it. They would have to walk at least a half hour in a Shrekwacha snow, a Shrekwacha cold, and they decided, eh, in the middle of learning, they're not going to go do a chesed. They're learning now, they're going to put the Oisit Mitzvah, put them in a mitzvah, a state cycle, the ulterior motive in that sack was that they're freezing, they don't want to go outside. I'll put them, they have a sack, sack is a sack, and I couldn't talk. The day of the Talmud, they don't bother me, that's all. Anyway, the Balagola stood there, and he was he started crying, please, they got to help me, where else am I going to go? This is the only place where there's some civilized people here to lay a tool in the town. He says, where am I going to go? No, they're not mechuyiv to go. Kitzar Abaisim, the Balagola went out of the shul, crying. That no one's helping him. As soon as the Balagola packed out, Yitzvah, the shikha who was snoring away, got up, and he said, Azoi! Yeah, what he said, he gave a call up. He said, you don't want to go help a yid, you're not going to go on your feet. You're not going to be able to walk. Check when they heard what he said, Abchaikal Malatsky said to the shikar, In other words, since when did you become a paisik? But he said, a paskunyak, and a lotion of gnai. Like, who are you to tell us what to do? Rebbe's too. Just go on a paisik, though. Just a hashikah, a lady gave him. even though we answered him, we said, after time, we gave him back a shaf of oath. But it bothered us that he said such a shaf of oath on us. And it bothered us also that the Balagola packed out crying. Anyway, we couldn't learn. And we understood that the reason why we passed him that we should learn and not go help him is because of Nagiyas. We didn't want to go out in the cold. Anyway, we spoke about it. We talked and learning about a half hour about what we did. We did right, we did wrong, we did right, we did wrong. Okay, so we decided, okay, we probably did wrong. We got to go help the Jew. Anyway, we went to the place where he told us the horse would be, around a mile and a half in a certain direction. Traveled, they walked a half a mile. They came to the place. It took more than a half a mile. No, no, it took a half, a, a half hour, rather, which means that it's now an hour from the time that the wagon driver left the shore. The kitzer, we found him lying on the ground next to his horse, the, uh, crying, because the horse already dropped dead. So it comes out that what did we have from all this here? Not we learned Taylor, not we helped the Yid, and then Shen, we ended up with nothing. So the Saif Yomov. Abchaikel says, says over the Saif Yomov, when he already lost one foot, we said he lost one foot because of gangrene. And the doctor said that they're going to have to take over another foot. He says the following. What happened to the other Bacham, I don't know. Because each person went to his, his own town and I never, I didn't keep up contact with him. But now you can see who Yitzchak the Shikar is. He showed that he's missing a foot. And he understood that the reason why he's missing the foot 
was because of the claw of Yitzchak, the shikha, that you don't want to go help a yid, you're not going to be able to walk. And he saw that he's not a uh, ish poshet. So Rabchaikel says the following. After several months of this maisa, when he was still young, he didn't lose any feet yet, he lost his feet the last 17 years of his life, Yitzchak the shikha came to him after this maisa several months later, and he said as follows, I'm going to die tonight. That's what Yitzchak the Shikha told Rabchaikel. I'm going to die tonight. I want you to do me a favor. Number one, I want you to be at my place, my little shack, when I die. I don't want to die alone. I want you to be there when I die. Sure. I said to him right away, it's Litzonis, we placed in my cup. How do you know you're going to die? Kids. Okay. And you don't have to worry about it. You're not going to die tonight. You'll drink some shit, some schnapps. You'll drink chickens of heart. what the Shikha says. I want you to be by me tonight when I die. And he said it very serious. Michael understood that this is not a dog of Pashat. Michael said, Yitzchok, I'll be there. Just tell me where you live. So Yitzchok, the Shikha said, I live in this in the shack. Michael went there at the time that he told him an hour before Chatzos. Yitzchok, the Shikha says to him, Michael, since I'm going to die, I want to ask you that you should go to the Rav of the town, Slabotka, and you should tell him that he should bury me in the old base Akvaris, next to Pliny Ben Pliny was a going in Sadik that lived 300 years ago. I have to be buried next to him. How could it be? It's from the Shikha's going to be buried next to this going that lived 300 years ago. How could I do such a thing? Abchaikel says. No one's going to listen. And secondly, it's the old base Akvaris. The old base Akvaris has no room for any more graves. So what's that? Yitzchak the Shikha said, has a tomb. Under my bed, there's a box. Take it out. He took out the box from under the uh, bed. He says, open it up. Michael opened it up. And he saw there was a talus and tefillin. Zeya Choshevet, part tefillin. They never saw Yitzchak wearing such a part tefillin. Whenever they saw him wearing tefillin, they saw him wearing a tefillin. That's puzzle, a mafreya, a But here he saw emesit tefillin, yofim, udorim. And then he saw ksavim in the box. And he started looking at the ksavim. And he sees all the Ksavim, he couldn't understand, it's full of Kabbalah. He didn't understand one word. The words, each word by itself he understood, but he couldn't understand how the words, how the shachas with each other. So Rabchaikel says, if you have any problems, you go take this Ksavim to the Rav, and the Rav will look at the Ksavim, and he'll be masking him that I should be buried where I told you I should be buried. And I'm telling you, there'll be a place for me to be buried. The kids are amazing. Michael uh, agreed, and Michael Molesky agreed. Yitzchak the Shikha like Krishna, and he died. Sure. And Michael immediately went outside, and he started screaming. Rabbi And he started saying, Rabbi Yitzchak, that tzaddik was nifter. No one heard of him. <laughs> this is at late at night. It's a, people came started running. <coughs> And they called the Chavar Kaddisha and they made all the Hachonas, they made a big Levaya, they made a big Hesbid. And the Robert Gizuk, that he was one of the Lamed Vav Tzadikim. Kenneth Nishgavust, he looked like he was a Shikha. Abel has given from the Lamed Vav Tzadikim. And everybody from town was Mavakish Mechila by the Levaya because no one gave him the proper covenant because they thought he's like a lady gave it. They never saw him doing anything constructive. And they buried him in the place where he said, and the attacker was in a place to fit in one more grave next to the Goyim that lived 300 years ago. Just said, you took the Shikha from the Lamed Vav Tzadikim. He lost one foot 17 years ago. Abchaikal is saying now, 
They were supposed to take the second foot off. He would be stuck without feet. Three months before he died, they took off a, a foot from his wife. And this happened two days before she was nifta. And everybody said that really this is the foot that he was supposed to lose. Whatever the cheshman was, and her foot was a kapara for the foot that he was supposed to lose. He was supposed to lose two feet because of the quality of Yitzhak the shikah. And everybody said this was the foot. It happened exactly. On that day, like the anniversary of the day that he lost the other foot 17 years ago. On the exact same day that he lost the other foot 17 years ago, that's when they took off this foot from his wife. She was mispal. I mean, she was mistama mispal. Her foot instead of his foot. And the kids are is given. She was nifted two days later. He saw that he was in the basement the night before. In Rad. Rad, Rad. was in the basement the night before. And there was a, a, a group of people speaking about something. Yeah. How's it later on? It wasn't it? It was before. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I you can check it out. Check it out. Bill Zaks, the Mendel's son, in Hebron. He's a Russian Hebron. He's 50 years old. Hey, maybe it was 20. What's that? There's only 50 years old. That means the shot. That means he probably got married both times under 20, right? Which was at least 70. From the time that married, at least 70. From the time that married, very young. 70. From the time that married, and Ray was the son from the first zivuk. This was a zivuk from the second zivuk. I don't know. 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 I why is there something like this? Why is there something like this? How come you don't hear about him? Because no one understands him. That's fine. Because what is it? You don't understand? He was the Rebbe. He was the Rebbe. He wasn't the Rebbe of anyone, really. Take a look. I'm Motcha Baneri after 40 years. I'm just over his head. Made a party. He was a bad grace of man. You know, anyone that had a little bit of track has called himself some either. Huh? That book you make on a chokhmah. That's not the same drop you make on a double. You know, hang together. Can you make it to take a thousand when the arm gets together? I don't know. I don't know. That's what you're not going to do. You're asking, why don't you make that drop? Maybe that's Zinazik and the Rambam. 
Rambam. No, maybe that's in that. If you see 600,000 years together, you do make it. Maybe that is in the Rambam. But on the Tochum, I'm going to look at that, I say. But it's not a Rambam. I don't know. You have to see. It's more It was impossible. 600,000 Jews together? Shia? Most of the Bible was 200,000 people. That was the biggest that was ever. No, but it's Shia 600,000. I know it's Shia. I think it's a million people together. It was It was a great I learned from the Grace and Lambdom in the beginning. Yeah, so you know, when the young year and there, before, you know, when the, the British were attacked, you know, when Kevin was there, I mean, they were in the twenties, and he was, he was, he was, in the Choshim we mentioned them. I come alotzke. He's going to Choshim. That was that. I mean, that he was was Vaisen, Vaisen. Of course, he didn't hear of him. He didn't write a safe or anything. But those that, if you look in the first of all, look here. You have Chai Kamalatsky here. But if you look in the Mishnah, those swarm on the Yerushalayim Shalmaila, those kind of swarm, Mishnah you'll find them. Those are true. No, they're not true. But a lot of them are based on truth. You know, it's like a, like a, like a Rome and a Rome. You know, some of them it's better than a Rome and a Rome. It's basically true. They just you know. No, but he just like he says like the story. The answer Zach is true. But he, but but that he's wearing a a white shirt and a blue pair of pants. That could be natural. You understand? Like they yeah, make it in a story so form, but the mice that's true. Yeah, most of my mice. Huh? He's a doormat. Not all. What? It's not all. It's most of them. That one was elegant. He's fact. He's fact. He's not making up stories. Yeah, come here. They couldn't learn. Good. What? Those years in between. He didn't learn. How can he learn? He was, was working with two, two or three, he must have been, I mean, that's what I wanted to say. It's unbelievable, and a guy to know what he went through when he was young. I mean, the Al-Tazakim gave him, that's why he was able to be from the great Tzadikim. He was from the, when Rabbi Rapiani asked to see a Tzadik, he showed him him. He showed him, Shalom brought him to Abhaikul because he felt that uh, uh, this is from the Tzadikim, Yerushalayim. He ran from the great Tzadikim. Tav Shen Chavdali was nifty. It wasn't nifty so long ago. Of Lamid Lamid member. What twenty years ago? It was twenty-five years ago. Twenty-three years. Huh? Yeah, you don't mind. It's in the head. It's printed. How can it not be true? No, it's bad. This would check that. What is it? Says it says here. The Meister. Malamid. He said he Malamid. Abayin was was careful. He said. What did he say? He said, uh, he said, uh, it says, I'm going at Tzadik. He said, if you're going, like, here's the Maishah. He went around looking, looking to see the G'dayla, Rabbi Yerapian. So he got a letter from one of the G'dayla that they should take him in. Rabbi Yerapian spoke with the G'dayla a little bit in learning. Omar le'a going. In the letter that you brought, that you should be able to come to see me, it states, Hagoyin HaTzadik. Ve'im ato HaTzadik, Kagumoy Goyin, if you're a Tzadik, like you are a Goyin, that's what he wrote. That's what he said to him. So Rabbi Rapian said, that it was a good, I mean, he doesn't say it over here, so I'll compound him, that, uh, <laughs> that from then on, any shaykh that he had with Gaiva, Came bottle and move 
Otherwise, he was already a chosh of a mensch. People wrote on him a goyin atzadik when he was young. So, came with the chavim atzadik. Oh, guys, from them. One of the goyinim of the door wrote on him a goyin atzadik. He doesn't write. He doesn't say who was the goyin that wrote on him a goyin atzadik. But he said, he said over to Absalom that after he heard the ragetshover say to him that if you're a tzadik, like you are a goyin. yeah, but it's, I mean, it's a pretty sharp approach. Yeah. 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 Okay, 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 now go smoke out a cigarette in the corner. <laughs> 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 <laughs>